Curtis Lewa. Curtis Lewa. Rip and read. Check this out. This is the Rip and Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Talking about now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. This is the Rip and Read. Yes, I never experienced the wrong way Lou Ruffino, a cap and gown ceremony. By the way, Justin Ellick, you would be very uh, privy to this information. If you put your tassels on the left of your cap or on the right of your cap, does that indicate what sexual preference you have or what gender identification you have? I have no idea. Never graduated elementary school, right? There was no such thing. There's no such thing as the moving on up ceremony nonsense. Uh, did two years, built a seat junior high school. I was in the SB program and then immediately was transferred out to Brooklyn Prep to Jesuit High School where they shined their boots on my backside in my senior year in Crown Heights and I never looked back. Never had a graduation ceremony. So I was heartened earlier today, wrong way Lou Rafino, when I heard on uh, Sid and Friends the borough president, Vito Fasella, because uh, Sid recognized how important I am to the overall effort to stop the migrants, stop the tents, stop the no-tell motel hotels being converted and shelters for them and giving them everything, the illegal aliens. Then he made this proposal to borough president, Vito Fasella. There's a high school... Right up the hill from the Ferry Hawk Stadium. I've seen you many times, John Katzmatidi's baseball team. And the name of the high school is Curtis High School. But nobody knows who that Curtis is. So I was going to say to you, being Curtis Sliwa has been such a huge voice for your borough that we renamed the school Curtis Sliwa High School. But as it, he's a high school dropout, it would give, it would give uh, all kinds of people hope. That's right. Absolutely. I appreciate that, Sid. It would give a lot of people a lot of hope. I think generally uh, in the Department of Education, uh, which replaced the Board of Education at 110 Livingston Street, that my Kumbadi Chich Rudy Giuliani said should have been blown up. He was right. It is now the acronym for dumbest organization ever. Public school system is getting worse and worse by the day. But Curtis High School, a lot of people uh, normally thought, oh, is that the high school named after you? Because truly, uh, Justin and Alec, do you know who Curtis High School in Staten Island is named after? Of course, nobody does. Nobody. So why not just add on the extra name, Curtis Sliwa High School, right? I'd say now about 15% of the kids going to public high school drop out along the way for a number of reasons. Same reason that I didn't uh, finish my high school education uh, beside getting booted out by the Jesuits who shined their boots on my backside. You're failing too many classes. That's one reason. Boredom. A lot of boredom. Especially during Latin class. Oh, my God, was I bored. I had to get the crib notes for Caesar's Gallic Wars. You got to become a caregiver. A lot of times you might be uh, become the newfound breadwinner in the family, and you got to keep things going in the household. Or... To be frank, and this was true of me at the end of my uh, brief academic career, just wasn't relevant to my life and the life that I knew I would lead. Just was not relevant any longer. 
So I never went back. I never went back. And and thinking of Kevin McCarthy, are you aware of this wrong way, Lou Ruffino? Kevin McCarthy, who all the Republicans plus Sid Rosenberg was going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs over. Oh, my God. The greatest speaker ever. How are we going to survive? Meantime, Jim Jordan, I'll be the speaker. <laughs> right? Watch them all queue up. Kevin McCarthy, congressman of the city with the worst dropout rate in the entire country. Bakersfield, California, 18% of the kids drop out in Bakersfield, a dust bowl. I don't think any of you have been to Bakersfield. It is not a memorable experience. So stop with the Kevin McCarthy stuff, please. Stop it. Stop it. Now, in reference... uh, To renaming Curtis High School, Curtis Lee High School, I'm all for that. But I will be spending a lot of time this upcoming weekend uh, in uh, the uh, attention that needs to be given to the preservation of the memory and the life and times, uh, both good and bad. We need to know the bad with all the good of Christopher Columbus. Uh, What was it? The Nina, the Pinta, the Santa, and the Maria. He left Spain with, he got the money from Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand to go in the wrong direction to find the spice routes to the Far East. By the way, many people say that uh, Christopher Columbus was a Jew from Genoa, uh, Italy, and he got out right in time before the <laughs> before Queen Isabella and King Ferdinand decided, okay, if you're a Jew, it's off with your head. The Spanish Inquisition. How timely. But uh, my mission has been in Staten Island to bring the statue that was taken down in the summer of 2000 in Newark. And I know many of you listening now know exactly in what graveyard that statue is. It's a warehouse. I think it's in Down Neck, right? Uh, Let's say it's right near the entrance to the turnpike there. And uh, it's there. They took the Christopher Columbus down out of Washington Park. The pedestal was still up. They turned it into Harriet Tubman Square. Raj Baraka insisted it be taken down because he hates all things Italian in the city of Newark. And I think it would be perfect to take that statue, which is in a warehouse somewhere in Down Neck, and bring it to Staten Island, bring it to Mount Laredo where you have the Italian-American feast in honor of Christopher Columbus this weekend. I'll be there this weekend. In addition, I'll be marching in the 18th Avenue Bensonhurst annual Christopher Columbus parade on Saturday. By the way, the Grand Marshal is Justin Brennan. (laughs) Ha, 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 city councilman. (laughs) Who wants migrant centers there? Uh, You better boo them along the way. Uh, you better give them the royal boo-boo-boo treatment. And then I'll finish it up in Morris Park with all the Albanians who sometimes pretend to be Italians along with the Montenegrins in Morris Park for their annual feast and parade in honor of Christopher Columbus on Sunday in the Bronx. And then, of course, the Grand Parade, which I'll be broadcasting at live with WABC on Monday. Well, let's talk about what happened yesterday. In the first rally of many rallies that we'll be conducting in Bay Ridge and Fort Hamilton to stop the placement of migrant centers in that area, the demand has come from the uh, crooked Kings County Democratic machine run by Rodness Boucher. She is the African-American assemblywoman from Flatbush. She has demanded, amongst all the Democrats in Kings County, the most populous 
democratic borough, that white people have to do their fair share. And that includes Justin Brannon, who is in complete denial. She wants a migrant center in Bay Ridge. She wants a migrant center in Fort Hamilton. And she does not exhale unless Eric Adams has inhaled. She is a puppet of Eric Adams. So clearly you're going to get what they call migrant centers. First, in Bay Ridge, as I told you, in Shore Road Park there, the entrance 77, 79th, right before the Bell Parkway. As you can see, the Straits of the Verrazano in the distance, the Verrazano Bridge in Fort Wadsworth and Staten Island. It'll be placed on the old baseball fields that are there right next to the public uh, bathrooms. And that is the intention of City Hall. They, they had those designs in early August, and actually Justin Brandon, the city councilman there, called me a liar. As he called me yesterday, he sent out a text blast to every registered Democrat, Republican, and Independent throughout his city council district, which is vast, calling me a serial liar and saying I'm a washed-up comic book villain. Well, obviously, he's panicking. To give me that much attention and recognition, Justin Alec is just another feather in my beret. Oh, my God. The guy would go out of his way. He's in an election, not against me, but Harry Kagan, who I'm supporting. Just make sure you get out by November 7th and let Harry Kagan, and you won't. these problems will just not manifest itself. But we have that first location. Then you have a second location uh, next to... Um, the uh, hospital that they're always threatening to close, the Veterans Hospital in Fort Hamilton, Fort Hamilton High School itself, and, of course, Poly Prep School. There's huge fields in between. They want to put a tent there. And then there's another location that Nancy is doing a deep dive on. It's the Avid Hotel at 636 86th Street. It's right near where the old Nathan's Famous was before you hit Tyker Heights. They're building a school right next to it. We're doing a deep dive on that. That hotel is being uh, offered up as housing for illegal aliens. So you're going to get clobbered three ways in Bay Ridge, Dyker Heights, and Fort Hamilton. And we're going to do everything within our means to stop it. Later on today, I'll be in Manhattan Beach for my very last visit. And then I'll be going to the South South Brooklyn uh, GOP meeting where I will reveal the details of exactly where... City Hall and the missing in action, Eric Adams, wants to put a tent right in Manhattan Beach on the baseball field right near the entrance to Kingsborough Community College, which is most famous for having graduated our own Sid Rosenberg, who they won't honor. Why? Wrong way, Lou Rufino. Because he's a Jew. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Curtis doesn't know about you, but he rips and reads. This is the Rip and Read. He's up in here tonight. No fighting. We got the refugees. No fighting. No fighting. Shakira, Shakira. I never really knew that she could dance like this. She make a man want to speak Spanish. Como se llama? Shakira, Shakira. Oh, baby, when you talk like that, you make a woman go mad. So be wise and keep on reading the signs of my body. I'm on tonight, and then my hips don't lie, and I'm starting to feel it's right. All the attraction, the tension. Don't you see, baby, this is perfection. Hey, girl, I can see your body moving. And you 
Shakira, number one songstress in all of South uh, America. And uh, it is the song that is most requested by uh, Eric Adams when he goes on what has almost become now a nightly visit with his police commissioner, Eddie Caban, up to Con Sofrito, which is right there in Castle Hill, right by uh, Commerce uh, and Zariga. And it's owned by the infamous Jimmy Rodriguez, a convicted felon. Uh, and a hangout for a lot of felons, a lot of rappers who've been to jail, drug dealers who've been to jail. And what the hell is the mayor and police commissioner doing there almost on an every other night basis? You got to ask yourself. Well, uh, the mayor has decided with all that uh, Latin music that he's heard of late up in the Bronx that he is going to venture off to uh, Mexico and to South America to find out what the source of the illegal alien problem is. Oh, my God. You don't need to go traveling on a junket to be able to see that, a vacation. You can actually just go to the border and spend a few days there. As I've said before, you go to El Paso, spend more than just a few hours there like you did originally. You spend like a day and a half, two days. Over in Juarez, the most important spot, which is on the Mexican side. Then Nueva Laredo, which is the most important spot on the Mexican side to Laredo. Eagle Pass, I've never been there. I'm not familiar with it, but he should go there. And, of course, he could finish up in TJ, Tijuana, that I've been to many times, uh, from the San Ysidro Canyons on the American side. But he's choosing not to do that because, quite frankly, he's interested in one thing, one thing only. And that's the nightlife that he will experience in Mexico City and Quito and Ecuador, and especially in Bogota and Colombia, where the cocaine flows and there are hookers everywhere. Let's listen to Eric Adams yesterday at a press conference where he's trying to describe to us why he's going to be going on a vacation in the middle of a crisis. Uh, Mommy always said, nothing beats an effort but to try. I have a crisis in the city that I love. And I have to face that crisis on a local, state, national, and international level. And if I can start a conversation in these countries that people saying the mayor of the city of New York is telling us when we go there, we're not going to be in the uh, five-star hotel, as many people have told us. (laughs) If that can resonate and start that conversation there, I'm going to try. It would be foolish for me to sit back and not try to stop this on a local, state, national, and international level. Seal the border. Say it. Seal the border. Joe Biden, my mentor, my hero, I'm the Biden in Brooklyn. Seal the border. Close the border. You don't need to be traveling in order to see why people are coming north. They're coming north because of you. You've offered them everything under the sun. And stop hiding behind your mommy. You know, it reminds me of, uh, remember Adam Sandler when they were talking about alligators? Now, is there anyone here that can tell me why most alligators are abnormally aggressive? I know the answer to this question. Raise your hand. Anybody? Anyone? Yes, sir, you, sir. Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. <laughs> Your mama said, alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrush. (laughs) 
Wow. <laughs> Anybody else? Yes, they use that. Alligators are aggressive because of an enlarged medulla oblongata. It's the sector of the brain which controls aggressive behavior. That is correct. The medulla oblongata. Mama the medulla oblongata is where anger, jealousy, and aggression come from. Now. Hmm. Don't shut down Eric Adams like that because he'll always hide behind his mama. And she would say to me, baby, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. And no matter where I am, mommy transitioned almost two years ago, but I hear her every time someone think they're going to step up and disrespect me. Mommy said, don't you ever let someone disrespect you. Please, please, don't get him upset. Come on, Justin Ellick, don't get him upset, because he's always going to hide behind Mama. He's more of a Mama Luke than Frank Morano is. Oh, my God, this guy constantly conjures up the image of his mother, who's no longer with us, as some kind of defensive mechanism. And, you know, it's interesting, because at that same press conference yesterday, he swore to us that we're not going to be paying for this vacation for him to the nightlife hotspots of Mexico City, Quito, Ecuador, and especially Bogota, Colombia. Taxpayers can pay for this trip. We made the determination that during these tough fiscal times that we're going to pick up our tab. But there's nothing illegal or unethical if we would have charged this to taxpayers. We are not. We're not. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, Eric, thank you for not milking us even more. Can I hear that one more time? I, I couldn't be any more grateful down on my hands and knees. Thank you, Eric Adams, for paying for your own trip, but you left something out. Let me hear this first. Taxpayers can pay for this trip. We made the determination that during these tough fiscal times that we're going to pick up our tab, but there's nothing illegal or unethical if we would have charged this to taxpayers. We are not. We're not. Okay, so uh, we've got Eric Adams. We've got somebody who's handling his baggage. Uh, you know, his man Friday was coming along. And then what about the giant police entourage he's bringing with him? Because supposedly, according to the State Department, some of these locations could be dangerous for Americans, like Mexico City, like Quito, which is in the midst of a crime wave, and, of course, Bogota in Colombia. Hey, Eric, who's paying for the police that are going to be with you 24-7-365? Oh, that's right, Justin Alec. I should not be questioning the number, the number one CEO in America. I, I'm the CEO of the largest corporation in America, and my bald head, earring-wearing swagger is running this city my way. Yeah, yeah, my way. Yeah. Yeah. That's swag. Yes, sir. Yeah, right into the ground. Right into the ground. I mean, think of it, ladies and gentlemen. In the midst of this crisis that Eric Adams has created by rolling out the red carpet instead of the flea bag treatment for what he calls asylum seekers, the biggest scam that's ever been run on the citizens of the United States, all these folks claiming they're asylum seekers and not any one of them have provided any information to date. Supposedly, they're to make their case sometimes in the future, anywhere from five, seven, nine, maybe even 10 years from now in some federal court within the area that they finally decide to settle in. 
but they keep calling them asylum seekers. Asylum seekers, asylum seekers. In fact, all the illegal aliens coming across the border have memorized that. Now the biggest scam of the day is because uh, you get uh, extra expediency in your demands if you're Venezuelan. It's almost like uh, the scene from Spartacus where you have Tony Curtis standing up while Kirk Douglas, the real Spartacus, is sitting. And the Roman centurions demand, who's Spartacus amongst you rebels? And Tony Curtis gets up first, I'm Spartacus. And then everybody, I'm Spartacus. All of these illegal aliens, the ones who speak Spanish, because it'd be kind of tough if you're from uh, the sub-Saharan nations of Africa, like Mauritania, Chad, Senegal, the Sudan, to be able to claim you're Venezuelan. Or who knows, maybe some will try that every Hispanic-speaking illegal alien is now suddenly declaring that they're a Venezuelan. And how do you know that they're not? They don't come with papers. When they're crossing the border, many of them have no paperwork whatsoever, no identification whatsoever. And in fact, if you want to get identification as a Venezuelan, I'll tell the federal government again, as I've told them many times, but they do nothing about it down in Foley Square. You go down. You get off the train, the E and the F train or the 7 train at 74th and Roosevelt. You walk underneath the 7 train tracks, the John Rocker Express, and all along the way right up to Junction Boulevard, 103rd, 108th, right before you hit City Field on the other side of the Grand Central Parkway. On the Hispanic side of the Grand Central Parkway in Elmhurst and Corona and a little bit of Jackson Heights, You can buy whatever fake Fugazi paperwork that you need right there with a modern-day printing that any of you have access to at the job or even in your house. You can make almost authentic paperwork of the country of origin that you say you came from, in this case, Venezuela, or fake driver's licenses or fake passports or especially fake social security numbers. It's a cottage industry there. It's the black market. It's never been shut down. The police look the other way. The state police look the other way. The federal government looks the other way. And the one group who would get involved with it, Limigra, Immigration and Naturalization Service, ICE, are not permitted to get involved with it. So, bottom line about Eric Adams as he heads off to party hardy at our expense in the party capitals of South America. You are watching an incompetent person turning a competent place in a city to live in. This is what we need to recognize. Yeah, you're incompetent. We all do. We absolutely all do. Your friends and your foes have come to the conclusion that you are an incompetent as mayor. Even Michael Goodwin of the New York Post, who said that he voted for you in the Democratic primary and he voted for you against me in the general election. Listen to what he said to Sid's question this morning. Michael Goodwin, how do you think the mayor has done up to this point with this crisis? Your answer is? Terrible. 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 And those are friends. Remember, the New York Post endorsed Eric Adams in the primary. In the Democratic primary, never even bothered to do an endorsement in the general election. It was like I was a person of no consequence. I was dreck. And then, of course, Michael Goodwin was asked the question by Sid Rosenberg. Well, what is it to become New York City and New York State now that is clearly a one-party system that's running it? So you 
have this one-party system, which I refer to in my column today as political inbreeding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's why people don't marry their cousins and have children, right? Because you get idiots. Well, that's what, it, what we're getting politically. We're getting inbred idiots because of the politics. Absolutely. Again, nobody disagrees. But still, just like Dershowitz just said on uh, WABC, Goodwin and others who are lifelong Democrats can seem to shake it. It's in their DNA, even when it means doom and gloom in the election box. Take, for example, the mayoral primary, right? That's one of the reasons I remain a Democrat. You know, I was able to vote for Eric Adams in the Democratic primary because I'm a registered member of the party. And because the primary is so important in a one-party town, that's, that's the main reason I keep it that way. Really? So you keep repeating the same mistake over and over. He's an educated man. Dershowitz an educated man. There are some of you out there, you're educated, you're listening right now. You'll repeat the same mistake over and over and over because of party affiliation. Why don't you just be a free agent and let everybody running for office come to you and try to convince you that they're the right man or right woman for the job? Get rid of these freaking party labels. This is the Riffin Read featuring Curtis Lewa. Now to the Bernard McGurk Studios of 77 WABC and Curtis Lewa. Go, 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 Shorty. It's your birthday. We're going to party like it's your birthday. We're going to sip a party like it's your birthday. And you know we don't give up because that's your birthday. You can find me in the club. Yeah, no birthday celebration for Al Slim Shady Sharp. And not in the house at WABC, especially always broadcasting Curtis. So he was raising the roof last night, and who came by to pay their respects? But the two alumni of the House of Hate, the National Action Network of Al Slim Shady Sharp. And first... Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who likes Sharpton, always plays the race card. I mean, he plays that race card. And, of course, the other proud, esteemed alumni of the National National Action Network of Hate, Alvin Bragg. If you're a criminal, we turn you loose. If you stand your ground, we incarcerate you and we prosecute you. So they were all sort of toasting one another now, oh, yeah, the three of them now, they run the three-ring circus of New York City because we know the shot caller is really Sharpton. You think Eric Adams, who graduated from the National Action uh, Network of Hate, actually does anything that will antagonize his mentor, Al Slim Shady Sharpton? Of course not. You think Alvin Bragg does? Of course not. But in the midst of the celebration, uh, wrong way, Lou Rufino, Al Sharpton is quoted in today's old gray lady, the New York Times. He was asked about Rudy Giuliani, his lifelong adversary, because Rudy, unlike Bloomberg, who would pay off Sharpton to not do the no justice, no peace rallies, $10,000 a month in a nice envelope there so he could be staying at uh, a fine hotel at Bloomberg's expense. Uh Aslam Shady Sharpton said of Rudy Giuliani just last night, this guy is addicted to cameras. I repeat, 
Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who's like lens lice about Rudy Giuliani. Rudy is addicted to cameras. Now, let me take you back in the time machine. We don't have to do a Twilight Zone. No, no, just a time machine to the 80s. Let me click off to people who were always lens lice on TV, okay? Rudy Giuliani, that is correct. I think Rudy is like 79 now. Al Slim Shady Sharpton, who just turned 69, he was lens lice. Donald Trump, 77, the former president, he was lens lice then in the 80s. The schmuck, the putz, the pisher, the schmendrick, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, I think he's 72 now. He was always on TV. And a guy named Curtis Sliwa was always on TV in the 80s. I'm 69 now. So uh, if you were to be arrested for being lens lice, Back in the 80s, you would have had to build a jail cell in which you would have kept the five of us. Can you imagine that jail cell, what that would have been like? Wrong way, Lou Rafino, Rudy, Sharpton, Trump, Schumer, Sliwa. By the way, that's when Sharpton was attached like an appendage to Donald Trump. They all ran together. Remember Don King? It was great to be an American. Al Slim, Shady, Sharpton, and Donald Trump. Oh, boy, have times changed. And then there was another man who emerged, the next generation, in the 90s. And that was Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, who has decided to uh, flee the crisis in New York City to party hardy in Mexico City, in Quito, and especially in Bogota, in Colombia. But in the 1990s, he developed the 100 Blacks in Law Enforcement, became a supporter of uh, Skui Louis Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam and was constantly at the Nation of Islam mosque run by his very dear friend, Conrad Muhammad, in the 90s. And yet, for some reason, most Jews don't want to don't wanna go there. It was like, all of a sudden, that part of his history didn't exist. And he became lenslice the moment he was elected as state senator, representing Crown Heights, and Bedford-Stuyvesant in early 2000 when he took to the bully pulpit in the state Senate before his fellow crooked colleagues, the media, the lobbyists who knew that they could wine, dine, and pocket line him and his family. Show me the money. Show me the money. That's what it's all about. And on this vacation to South America... To all the despots, dictators, tyrants, and crooked businessmen down there, he will have learned to say it in Spanish by the time his trip is finished at taxpayers' expense. 